Hey all, in today's episode I'm going to be debunking the myth that drummers are not musicians. And uh, I know this is a little bit of one of those topics where people get into arguments, but look, the truth is, as long as we want to be great drummers, we've got to learn music, um, and it is music at the end of the day, there's no difference. The only difference is the, the mode with which we express the music. All right, so I'm going to be telling a few stories from my life about how music, you know, learning music and learning singing actually has helped me to get massive advantages in my learning and playing of the instrument and how it's helped me in my relationships with bands etc so strap in and uh, hope you get some value out of today's session so yeah this one is a bit of a funny topic but you know it starts for me when I was actually eight years old my grandmother had just passed away as some of you may already know from previous podcasts and I was I had my first experience of a of a deep depression she was like our rock really we would go there every weekend and she was such an important part of the, of the lives of myself my you know my little brother my big brother and my big sister we just you know things weren't easy at home and she was an amazing woman and uh losing her was huge so i needed an outlet so i joined the choir stood next to this uh, private school well-educated kid I managed to outsing him and get into a church choir just because basically I used to sing with my mum in the back of the car everywhere she went because she'd always be singing songs so I got my singing practice there right and uh, I sang in a choir for four years before I ever picked up drumsticks so I had like four years of front row singing that I'd done and we'd have like two-part harmony so we'd have to practice as uh, trebles so I had that you know high-pitched voice you know used to sing top C's and things it was crazy it's crazy to think now I can't reach anywhere near that, you know. I've, I've got some falsetto, but it's, it's pretty. the game is pretty much up on that one, right? Unless I go and seek some serious, serious training. <laughs> so, yeah, but vocals isn't my focus anymore, you know. Anyway, when I finished, um, when I started learning drums, my choir background really gave me a massive advantage because it gave me the opportunity to kind of immediately hit the ground running when I first started learning drums. So I had these other guys I was learning with, as some of you may know already, my teacher was pretty militant. Um, it was all about snare and the other guys just quit. And I stuck it out because I was enjoying myself so much. And the primary reason I was enjoying myself is because I had already had the ability to read some music. So it was easier for me to understand the snare parts. And also, I already had a musical connection. I understood form, I understood all of that stuff. So I could immediately implement and use this information even though he wasn't teaching songs. So I think for a lot of guys these days, if I'm teaching drums to a new student, I'm gonna be jumping into songs real quick because I know that most people are motivated to learn tunes and unless someone becomes a pro or wants to become take their drums seriously, they're not gonna be as attracted to learning snare studies and stuff like that. I make sure that all my students pretty much, not all, but pretty much everyone covers that if they wanna get good at the drum set. But I think it's better to introduce a little later once people have started to get momentum and they're enjoying songs, right? Anyway, so that's my methodology. I learned, you know, I've kind of gone that route just because of learning from uh, seeing my teacher at work that, you know, the truth is, you know, learning snare is incredible for you and it's a massive and important part of becoming effective at drums fast just playing the snare and getting all your rhythms down and your control because there's a lot to learn in that sort of mode alone so you can cover a lot more material in less time if you focus on one thing but you know having that musical background as I say gave me an advantage now what was really awesome about this in the long run is that I could I could learn songs really fast so the moment I learned any beats or fills I could just go off listen to albums and I'd be immediately able to figure out and learn songs by ear 
just because of my musical background because I could hear where the bass parts were starting and ending I could hear where the guitar parts were. I could hear how it all related to each other you know I was used to hearing harmony I was used to understanding melody I just wasn't you know I was just becoming acquainted with the language of the drums so essentially what happened was I was able to immediately connect the drum parts to the surrounding environment and understand its relationship to, to what was going on and therefore make sense of everything. And I think that's half the battle for people when they're first learning drums. I took this for granted when I first started teaching and it, it hit me like a bomb later and I was like, okay, I need to make sure I'm teaching this aspect of drums to people regularly because learning songs isn't just learning the drum parts. Learning songs is learning everything. It's learning the form, it's learning the key melodies, it's learning the main, um, you know, signposts in the music at the very least like what what happens in transitions how do you know when you're moving from the verse to the chorus what key things do you hear getting to know melodies intimately can completely transform your relationship to the songs you play and it makes you sound fantastic because now you start to play with a different time feel you start to connect to the band more you know you hear the little things that are going on and you compliment them so anyway, fast forward, you know, this, uh, this time as a, as, a, as a choir boy, started learning drums and, <coughs> you know, sat in the back of my mum's car with the CD player, you know, my portable CD player, you know, which was, you know, it's like, uh, I think it was a CD player. I don't think I ever had a portable tape player, but we did have a tape player up in the loft and I used to use that for my practice. So I'd like tape all of my favourite albums off my brother and then I'd take that up into the top uh, the loft where I'd practice and, you know, I'd uh, stick it stick it through the tape deck and just kind of like play through large amounts of songs at the ends of every practice. Like I'd spend an hour, two hours sometimes um, <clears throat> just playing songs, you know, at the end of every practice and trying to, you know, flow with them. And this relationship I had with music, this consistent returning to music and singing all the parts and mastering. And, you know, I would listen to the as you, most people did from that that time, it's harder to do these days with Spotify and so much music available, but I used to listen to that one album, you know, that I got into and I just listened to it over and over and over and sing every part and sing, you know, every bass part, guitar part, every vocal part, everything, just learn every part of the music. And, um, you know, I found it really fun, at, you know, picking out those different parts and getting to know them well. And it paid off later because, you know, the moment I, the first time I ever played in a band, I was like 16 years old. I'd only been drumming about three or four years and I immediately was out gigging and, and playing, you know, big shows locally with like 40 year old and 30 year old guys because I already understood what they were looking for musically. I could give them already at like 16 years old. I had a bit more maturity with the way I was approaching the kit. I'm not saying I was entirely mature. I still had a lot, a lot of work to do. And I still think today I'm still working on a lot of things to make my music um, the highest level it possibly can be in terms of service. And, uh, but yeah, I think having that perspective just gave me a massive advantage at the time. And, um, but yeah, you know, I hit later on, I kind of hit a wall and, and realized there was even deeper elements to rhythm and, and, and dynamics because I think I was uh, too heavy handed, even though I had a choir boy background, I was always playing hard because I was in, in, in rock music. You know what I mean? I was playing a lot of prog rock and, you know, grunge music and stuff like that. And later down the line, much later, I started to realize that I needed to go deeper with dynamics as well. So I ended up, um, you know, starting to realize that the depth of what, what drums is possible musically, it's like you, you have to like convert the concept of what a vocalist understands or a guitarist understands into what the drum set is capable of. 
you know, so we have to think in terms of a longer or a shorter note, like Alan Dawson teaches or used to teach in his system. So he would teach people long, short and like playing longer notes on the drum versus shorter notes. That's all relative, right? It's like, basically there's a guy called Ralph Peterson talks about this. He talks about the difference between drums and trumpet, for example, is trumpet, you know, trumpet is a fixed pitch instrument, right? So it has exact pitches that stay the same. Drums is a relative pitch. It's still pitch, but it's relative pitch. So we, we can, we can make a, we can make someone kind of like, hear a tune on the drum set by doing relative pitches and by playing with long and short notes and playing with texture. But if we're not hearing the musical notes properly, if we're not actually understanding what's going on, it's harder for us to actually interpret through relative pitch, long, short, and all these other, you know, possibilities of texture that are available on the drum set. It's very difficult for us to convey that. So, you know, I'm not saying that people need to learn up other instruments to be able to be good at drums. That would be a crazy idea. But I don't see it's, you know, I don't see it as a bad thing to, to at least learn a bit of some other instruments. You know, in my opinion, the best drummers throughout history normally could play a bit of something else, you know. Because that gave him the alter, you know, the outside perspective. Like Dave Weckl plays some piano. Ralph Peterson plays trumpet, you know. Um... Most of these guys play a bit of something else musical and, you know, or at least they do a bit of singing or something just so they understand what's going on. And if you look in high level universities, they've, you know, quite often force drum students to learn vocal harmony because it's going to be an essential building block to your understanding of the big picture of what's going on around you. So you can actually communicate with the band. If you, you can understand what's going on, you can participate in the musical composition. You can actually compose on the drum set rather than be reactive, you know. So I think this is crucial, you know, it's been huge for me and it's a massive journey. I mean, even with a solid background in what I'd had, I still didn't all, I still didn't completely relate over everything I understood musically to the drum set. In other words, I didn't really look deep at what are the musical possibilities of really using dynamics on the drum set, of really using the concept of long short to its fullest degree of texture, etc. So we have restrictions in the amounts of uh, actual pitches we have available, unless you're Terry Bozio and you set up a, like a 300-piece drum set with everything tuned to, to the piano. But, you know, for us people who prefer to, uh, to carry less drum gear around and have sm slightly smaller venues to play, um, you know, <laughs> we've got to think about how we can maximise the amount of musical potential out of that limited range of pitches. And what that does for us is in, it's like um, creative um, reduction. You know, uh, reductive creativity is something that, um, you know, uh, Jojo Mayer talks about a bit, where you take away the items you have in order to increase the creativity you have with those items. So, for example, um, Gary Chafee would teach, if you start off with snare learning a pattern, a uh, great thing to do first is go from snare to high tom and just practice moving between those two drums and see how many possibilities you can get out of that. By mastering those two drums and then starting, to, you, it starts to pull you into like various pattern variations, create, you know, crazy amounts of pattern variations you can get from one sticking between just snare and high tom. But then you start also looking at your accenting, you start looking at your dynamic shifts, you start looking at, you know, the various ways that you can draw out more sound and I think that um, one of the most powerful ways to get an even deeper knowledge of what's possible across the kit 
is to study some of the classical snare. Now there's a, you know, an incredible, incredible collection of studies on this, but there's a, an amazing um, book called Portraits in Rhythm. I don't know if ever you, ever you guys have uh, come across it, but we had the very good luck in a masterclass fairly recently to come across the, you know, this book and, um, and learn from the man who wrote it. And I just, you know, believe Anthony Theron is like off the charts level knowledge of, of musical terms and what can, what's possible with a single drum. So it's well worth studying things like Anthony Theron's work with portraits and rhythm to understand a bit deeper, like what is it that you can, how can you express yourself at a deeper level musically with drums? So I'm not saying, again, as I say, I'm not saying that you have to learn, you know, multiple instruments to get your mastery of drums down. I'm just saying getting that bigger perspective of the musical picture and then understanding how you can use the drum set to complement that is is important. And then you focus in on your own instrument, but we can go deeper with that. Do you know what I mean? Because we've got a bigger picture view. We now know that there's more to what we can get out of our drum set than we previously may have imagined. So I hope that was beneficial for you. I hope you got some value today. Thanks for tuning in again. I appreciate you guys listening and um, I'll catch you again in the next episode. Who knows what it will be about? I'm sure it will be something fun. All right. Much love. Bye-bye.